Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for December 28th. How is everybody doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF 21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. How is everybody doing? Do we enjoy our Christmas holiday? Sorry, I did not have a podcast this past Saturday, but I'm here in Michigan with the family and did not want to take any time away from them. But I'm here recording this episode from Michigan, a reaction Monday. This episode is going to be a little different. I'm not going to go game by game. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to be touching on a couple games from the weekend, games where teams were actually playing for something as opposed to the games where teams really weren't playing for that much. So let's jump right into it. First game, Saints against Vikings. And oh my God, if you guys were playing against Alvin Kamara in your fantasy football playoffs, I am sorry. Kamara had a whale of a game. 155 yards rushing, 17 yards receiving, and a whopping six touchdowns. So if you're up against him, I am sorry. But this kind of gets back to the root of the problem with this Vikings team. Their defense just got awful. And that's why I wasn't as high on them as everybody else. Offensively, offensive line, eh. you know, they still have a good running back or running system. Kubiak did make some questionable calls this year. They're definitely going to have to address some needs with the draft just because they don't have the financial freedom to sign any players in free agency with the money they are paying out. And also, what are they going to do with Cousins? I mean, honestly, what are they going to do with Cousins? It just blows my mind that Kirk Cousins, who's not that good, gets paid that much money. Saints side of the ball. This is my issue with the Saints. So Kamara has <laughs> what he have he had what he had four TDs at the time, I believe, four or five. And you summon Taysom Hill and you run quarterback power. And this has always been my issue with the Saints. The Saints are always this team that has the best roster during the regular season. But come playoff time, because Sean Payne has a hard-on for fucking Taysom Hill, they give the ball to Taysom Hill in bad situations. Now, granted, this is a blowout, so it really doesn't matter. But I'm telling you guys, there's going to be a time, and it happens every year, Taysom Hill's on the field when he shouldn't be on the field. And Payne's going to give him the ball. He's not going to produce. And that's going to leave for them losing. It happens every single year in the playoffs. Saturday, this game, I'm not going to touch on or speak of my Lions. That was a disgusting effort. They totally have quit. Embarrassing effort that a franchise would do that. Late game, Dolphins 26, Raiders 25. So can I do my victory lap with Tua yet? Can I? What everyone doesn't understand is this team is going nowhere with Tua. Nowhere. Arm strength sucks. doesn't see the field that well, holds on the ball too long, only does one read. Tua is not that good. Doesn't have the ball, doesn't have the, the throwing speed, no velocity in his throws. And it just blows my mind. Like you go on Twitter and people are just sucking Tua's cock. From day one, I've told you guys he's not that good. He's not, he's not that good of a quarterback. But there's still people that claim to be experts saying that Tua is that good. Motion, lack of arm strength, poor footwork in the pocket, abandons reads. Not accurate throwing. None of that stuff has changed. None. And it's bad because now teams have film on them. They're going to be more prepared for them next year. So stuff isn't going to get that easy for Tua moving forward. And it's sad that the Dolphins' playoff hopes rest on Tua starting next week. 
against Buffalo. Now, who knows? Buffalo may have to arrest everybody, which they could, and Miami could win the game, and Miami gets in the playoffs. Oh, my God. Miami is due for so much turnover aggression, it's funny. Plus, you have a quarterback that's not that good and an offense that is struggling. That is a recipe for disaster in terms of the Raiders. Number one, Jacobs, I mean, just score the touchdown, dude. I mean, I get what you're doing. I really do. But in that situation, with that much time left on the clock, you got to take the points there. You only do that situation if you're going to kick the field goal as time expires. You don't do that situation with time left on the clock where it's going to give people, give by people I mean your opponent, an opportunity to drive down and kick a field goal, especially when they got Sanders, who's one of the better kickers. No, get the sure thing, take the seven, get out of dodge. You got to play the win the game there, especially with that much time left. Defensively, they ran that cover two that allowed Fitzgerald to complete that pass. And I'm sorry, that was that rookie DB that the Raiders drafted in the first round that they could have gotten in the third round that blew that coverage. So this Raiders team just makes some silly mistakes. And defensively, they need a whole overhaul. Just need a couple more playmakers. Not really a whole overhaul, but definitely some playmakers, a corner, a linebacker that can actually tackle. Because this defense is bad. And just to illustrate how bad Tua was, Tua played up until the nine-minute mark. Nine-minute mark in the fourth quarter and in 95 yards. Fitzpatrick comes in through twice that in nine minutes of football. But yeah, guys, Tua is obviously the godsend. Keep telling you yourself that, guys. Next game, I mean, Packers just laid it on the Titans. I've been saying that from day one. This Titans team... I'm just not that high end. There's been plenty of games they should have lost, but they just bullshit their way to a victory. This is a team that I'm going to be continuing to fade. Offensive line just isn't that good, especially since losing Coughlin. Smith staying in the block more. And, I mean, if you can somewhat contain Henry, in which, which the Packers did, and force Tanny to pass, that's what's going to happen. Their offense just isn't built to come from behind. Packers, now they usually play six DBs, but they played five, five DL, defensive lineman, to stop the run. And with how good they get it against the run, maybe this is something we're going to see a little bit more of them going forward. Offensively, Rodgers is just playing so well right now, seeing the field so well. Adams and him are just the best duo in the league right now. Aaron Jones running at a great level. A.J. Dillon got some run over 100 yards. Packers are going to be a tough out. Even if there's no fans in Lambeau, they're going to be a real, real tough out. Team's going to have to make sure they're able to check Rodgers, get the running game going key and keep Rodgers on the sidelines if they have any chance of beating them. Next game, Browns 16, Jets 23. Now, here's the thing. I understand that the Browns were depleted at wide receiver. I get it. And because of that, the Jets kind of stacked the box. But this is my issue. Everyone is so quick. Oh, Skafanski, coach of the year. Skafanski lost has lost the coach of the year because he doesn't have Chubb in at the right times. Chubb is by far your best back. By far. And he can catch the ball. So everyone has this thing, oh, Kareem Hunt is a way better pass catcher. Uh-huh. Chubb can catch the ball too, guys. He's just not given the opportunity to. So there's a difference between giving the opportunity to and being bad at something. Chubb's just never given the opportunity to catch the ball. That's number one. Number two, you guys aren't going to win anything if Chubb only touched the ball 16 times. Like I was saying, Low the box, stop the run, force the pass to the practice squad wide receivers. 
Why can't you do jet sweeps, RPOs, Wildcat, anything? Skifansky's supposed to be this quote-unquote offensive genius. Scheme something to give your best player the ball, to give your best player touches. And when your best player only touches the ball 16 times and Baker Mayfield throws the ball 53 times, that's not the winning formula for the Browns. Browns are going to lose every game if they play that way because I have news for you guys. Baker Mayfield, he's not that fucking good. Baker Mayfield is awful. Bottom 10 quarterback in the league easily. Bottom 10. I can granted his commercials are great. He's able to pick up girls on Snapchat and have affairs with them in the cheesecake parking lot. But in terms of being a quarterback, he's not that fucking good. And the Browns are in, the Browns could miss the playoffs next week if the Steelers win. If the Steelers beat them, which would be kind of funny that they'd be in the situation. And then what does that do with Baker Mayfield? If the Browns don't make the playoffs, do they move on from Baker Mayfield? That is a million-dollar question that nobody is answering. Because it's a new coach, new GM, zero to do with Bakes. Bakes could be out. He legitimately could be out. And they could be in the market for a new quarterback. That's a little crazy and definitely something to think about. Jets, I mean, you screwed yourself out of Lawrence. Probably screwed yourself out of the kid from Oregon, the offensive lineman. So now what the fuck do you do? The fact that the Jets' path as an organization changed because they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence is amazing to me. And just shows how bad they are. Like, I just... Yeah. And also another thing... This is another thing that just blows my mind. Sam Darnold's not that good. You guys have to admit, with my quarterback evaluations, I'm so on point, it's insane. I can tell if a, if a guy can play quarterback or not. Sam Darnold cannot play quarterback. He's not that good. I've been saying it since day one. And he has proven that, but yet we still have those Sam Darnold believers. I will never forget, I posted something out, calling out Colin Cowherd. I always said Darnold was a top 10 quarterback talent. And this guy had the audacity to say, oh, I've never seen Sam Darnold throw the ball. Well, Skippy, you want to come back and revisit that? Because Jesus Christ, Sam Darnold is fucking awful. Just blows my mind. I mean, just really blows my mind, guys. So people just don't see that. Next game, we're going to go to the Colts Steelers. Colts may not make the playoffs. It's realistic that the Colts may not make the playoffs. Colts will need to win. Then they'll need Miami, Ravens. Titans, or Cleveland to lose. Now, realistically, all those teams that the people are playing may rest their starters. They may rest. And that would open stuff up for the Colts to miss the playoffs, which would be devastating because this team has a championship-level defense. They just blew some games earlier. They had no business. They should have never lost the Jaguars. Against the Titans, everyone and their aunt was out. Ravens game they blew. Steelers game they blew. Four games they should have won. Four games they should have won. This team is a dangerous team if they get in because of their defense. And the team I would not want to play against. But they have a lot of work to do. And Frank Wright, Jesus. like This is my thing with Frank Wright. Everyone wants to say Frank Wright this, Frank Wright that, Frank Wright this. Why the hell did Jonathan Taylor only have 18 rushing attempts? Anybody. 
Steelers' defense has shown the ability to be ran against in the last couple weeks, and they were doing a good job running the ball in the first half, and it's like they kind of just kind of got away from giving Taylor the ball. And that's my issue with Frank Wright. Like, and Peterson kind of does the same thing. There's no reason why Miles Sanders or Jonathan Taylor should not be rushing the ball 20 to 22 times a game. And neither one of them get that many touches. And that's on the coaching staff. And that's always something that's going to amaze me that teams just don't do this more. But Steelers finally righted the ship. This, I mean, something's wrong with Big Ben. I don't know if he has an injury. He's finally just old. But he... But... Because all his throws are just off target. All of them, all, all his throws are just fucking high. They're not where they need to be. And so maybe there's a legal injury, or maybe Father Time has just finally fucking t- caught up to him. But they're still not going to win any football games if they can't run the ball. Because there was a great comment made yesterday by actually Chris Collinsworth that playoff football is different than beginning of the year football. And right now, the Steelers are playing beginning of the year football. No long possessions, not being able to run the ball, not being able to protect. And that's just a losing form, and that's going to be really hard for them to right the ship. Really, really, really hard. So they need to get back to what they are, and that's a run-centric team. That offense filters best when they're able to run the ball, and it's filtering through Connor or McFarlane or Snell, whoever's back there. But... They're throwing the ball. How many times did they throw the ball yesterday? They threw the ball 49 times. That's not Steelers football. That's not going to win long term. And I have them thirty, a little over 34 to 1 to win it all. And I am legitimately worried about them moving forward in the playoffs. But with the Colts losing that open, now the Ravens control their own destiny. If the Ravens win out, they're in. First up, they beat the Giants 27-13. to Game never in doubt. I mean, they just rolled past them. And now they go to the Bengals, who have... I mean, Bengals have been playing better, but I just... I just don't see how the Ravens just don't get in now. And that's a tough team. Oh, my God. I would... If the Ravens play the Bills, that is a hammer spot for the Ravens. Absolute fucking hammer spot for the Ravens in the playoffs. Next game, Washington started Dwayne Haskins. His career's done. He deserves to be out of the league after that bullshit he pulled going to the strip club when your coach has cancer and he's the most susceptible out of anyone. He deserves out of the league. They started some with well, some hanky. They started him. He came in, drew a late touchdown. They already said if Smith can't go, he started. Honestly, I just got their alert that Washington cut him. So peace out, Haskins. Way to blow a lifelong opportunity. Rams are up against it now, too. I mean, the Rams lost to the Seahawks 20-9. Goff hurt himself. And so they're going to need to win or they're going to need the Bears to lose to get in. And if they... Here's the thing. Like, everyone that argued with me that Henderson was better than Akers... Can we just... Can you guys just stop? Akers can't... Akers hits the hole and is more explosive than Henderson is. That's it. In the McVay system... Akers is a guy. Henderson's not. Just plain and simple. Plain and simple. With the type of cuts that Akers does. Henderson? No. More north-south. It's just not a good match. Just not a good match. Henderson just doesn't fit in. He's not as good an overall running back as Akers. That's number one. 
Number two, if Goff can't go, this team's in serious trouble. You're going to start somebody, an undrafted rookie from Wake Forest. And Goff, Goff makes some bad throws. I mean, at the end of the second half, they were driving down. He made that off-balance throw that led to Seattle coming out for some points. You can't turn the ball over there. They're, in that game, playoff-type atmosphere, you can't turn the ball over there. you got to hold it, run for the seven yards, live to just get some points on the board. This whole aspect of trying to force stuff and chase points is just ludicrous to me. You know, always take it. So that's it. Like I said, a little different format today here. I'm here with my parents trying to help them get everything in order for, and spend some time with them because I obviously missed them during Thanksgiving holiday due to the COVID. Guys, we had a good weekend. Cash some tickets. Good day yesterday. Cash some tickets. And I don't know. Like right now, everything's kind of funneled through this page right here, the ETOF21 Sports, obviously where I sell my betting packages, but I also, I, I give away fantasy advice and give away sporting news posts and everything. I'm thinking about maybe branching off and just having a page that's strictly for fantasy and a page that's strictly for sports news, a page that's strictly for betting. And, you know, I already have the horse betting page. So I'm thinking maybe that would be better. So that way stuff isn't cross-pollinated and people get confused. Anyway, give me a thought. Let me know what you think about that. Drop in the DM. And stay safe. Be well. Have a good new year. I'm probably going to be traveling Saturday, so no podcast on Saturday, but I'll be back in a week. Thank you for Gino Bacala, who had me on his That's What G Said podcast. We did give out on that podcast. We gave out Clippers on Christmas Day and the Mavericks next time they played the Clippers. So... You know, that was a good time. I always appreciate Gino for going on. Stay safe. Be well. Wear your masks. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And I will talk to you all later.